Rink wide left, Martinez to the right, they score! Carlson! Back and forth with Martinez! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Petrangelo scores! Two markers for Petrangelo! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, Wallace Millard Chapman inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the Now, is that woo because it's Canadian Thanksgiving? Or is that woo because it's the night before Christmas in hockey world? It's, it's a little bit of both. I like yeah. my, my, my Canadian Thanksgiving. We had a feast yesterday at the 90s. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I was going to, I, I thought you were going to say at the Millards. And no. I think me and Ryan were about to ask, well, why weren't we invited? No, no we don't host we a lot. We know why we weren't invited. We, we don't host a lot because we have too many animals. We, and uh, you have of, a lot of animals. I know, but, but my animals are in and around the house. At least Wallace, uh, he puts, he's smart. He has them in a barn. Uh, so it tends to be chaotic around my house uh, with everything. But, uh, yeah, we are uh, less than 24 hours away from the start of the National Hockey League season. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Tampa Bay Lightning will open things up. And then it is game two of the opening night doubleheader involving the Vegas Golden Knights and the Seattle Kraken. Now, we're looking forward to that. And we will bring you some sound from a couple of Vegas Golden Knights Braden McNabb, uh, William Carlson, talking about Seattle and their development as players uh, themselves. So a couple of different angles uh, with William Carlson and Braden McNabb, pair of original expansion Vegas Golden Knights as they face a team that uh, we don't know a lot about because they've never played. And uh, we'll chat with Pete DeBoer, who will phone into the program at 5.30 this afternoon and uh, give us uh, his idea because it's the first real big opening night with fans and the whole production uh, that we've uh, gone through. However, uh, Ryan Wallace, if mm-hmm. if there is ever um, a somber or uh, a just uh, status update that you didn't want but is a great reminder of the fact that we're still in vulnerable times... It's the fact that the, that there's some some COVID protocol uh, that's going to affect tomorrow night. Yeah, it's it's you know unfortunate news coming out uh, earlier today, but uh, the Seattle Kraken, it appears, will be with without uh, Callie Arncroak, Marcus Johansson, Jared McCann, Jamie Alexiak, and Jonas Donskoy is. All of those players are in the NHL's COVID protocol uh, on the Golden Knight side. Uh, we heard from Pete DeBoer today that Matthias Janmark is currently in the NHL's COVID protocol. So, uh, you know, you look at that, six players uh, for Ooh. two teams that are involved in the opening night festivities for the National Hockey League tomorrow. 702-876-1340. It's Monday. It's 4 o'clock. It's time for you to uh, vent, uh, to let us know what you think about the the preseason. Uh, let us know how excited you are for the start of season number five for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, it's all there 
for you. 702-876-1340 is the number to call. Uh, as we uh, wait to, for the phone lines to light up, and they are lighting up now, uh, just want to let some uh, people know about what happened at practice today in the sense of uh, availability for tomorrow night. And uh, number 81, Jonathan Marcheseau, was not out there but is expected to be able to play tomorrow night. Uh, Zach Whitecloud was not out there, is expected to be able to play tomorrow night. Uh, we don't think that uh, Nick Waugh is going to be able to play. Will Carrier is in uh, the concussion protocol area, and we have uh, Brett Howden, who's uh, also not going to be able to go. But there was a sighting of Shea Theodore today. So that's great yeah. news. And the captain, Mark Stone, was back on the ice. Yeah, you want to go into the regular season, uh, the home opener with Mark Stone in your lineup. You you hope to go into the uh, home opener with Shea Theodore in your lineup. So for the Golden Knights, uh, there's certainly some injuries and some challenges to filling out this opening night roster. Who's going to fill out the fourth line for the Vegas Golden Knights? That kind of remains to be seen here. But the fact that, you know, Jonathan Marsh, so Zach Whitecloud, they're looking like they're going to be options tomorrow. And also Shea Theodore and Mark Stone, that that's vitally important for the Golden Knights to start this season on the right foot. Uh, the lines were really interesting because there was only <laughs> three and a third lines yeah. out there today. And Pavel Dorofeyev was the the guy on the fourth line, all alone in that uh, yellow jersey. So it took us uh, a while to go through. Okay, he's not there, they're not there. Anyway, uh, we'll go to the phone lines, and then we'll uh, intersperse and uh, give you little tidbits about uh, what's happening going into tomorrow here in the 4 o'clock hour of the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Uh, welcome to the program, Mike, and a happy Christmas Eve hockey edition. It feels like it, doesn't it? This is great. And I had my own personal woo today getting to meet Chris Chapman. What a nice guy he is. So don't pick on him. <laughs> Sorry, Mike, uh, we can't hear you properly. Hear we're going we're, we're gonna, to we're gonna have to let you go. I apologize, but uh, wow. just uh, no, no, I'm kidding, Mike. Bad connection, bad connection. No, great guy. <laughs> anyway, wh where did everybody go today? The, we had 50 or so people in the stands, and all the skaters went over to the other side. What was that about? Well, they uh, work on a few things so over on the other side. That's the great thing about having two pads is you can work on things and then seamlessly come over to the other pad. You don't have to wait for a flood. You don't have that 15, 20-minute uh, uh, pause in the middle of your workout. You have a practice over on rink B, and then you slide right over, and you continue the practice, and you get uh, just one long ice session. And uh, I... Far be it for me to uh, insinuate, but you might be working on a couple of things that maybe you don't want anybody to see. And, oh, yeah. uh, and uh, that's the way I would do it. I mean, the NBA. Including those uh, three Seattle uh, fans that were in the middle of the stands today, hey, did you chat which with I them? thought was fun. Did you chat with them? Yeah, they, we had a nice talk. Okay, they, were, were uh, they one Seattle... of them went to our first opener. Okay, were they, they Seattle were... fans? Who uh, or are they people from Seattle who live here now and are just representing their hometown? Oh, no, no, no. They're absolutely flown in from Seattle, and which yeah, right. is another topic, I guess, could be addressed. They apparently beat a COVID scare because there's some flights I hear that yeah. have been delayed or canceled from Seattle to here. But they've, they've been in town for a few days, what's and they'll a, be at the game. What are you looking forward to most uh, about this opening week, Mike? 
Well, I'm looking forward to seeing if if we can play with three and a third lines, <laughs> like you just indicated. I mean, I'm really worried about the lack of depth, and of course, we that's all we've been worried about for two years. So, I, you know, the preseason doesn't bother me, but what does bother me is if this team is one and four by next week. That would bother me. Boy, you're going right to that uh, stage, uh, <laughs> Mike. It's going to be okay. But enjoy okay. tomorrow night because it's going to be awesome. Uh, really looking forward to it, and I hope that uh, that you enjoy it. And I can't wait to hear your your comments. Uh, there's Mike uh, on line one. We've got a couple of lines open at seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. The depth challenged a little bit more because Patrick Brown was picked up off waivers, uh, and the Philadelphia Flyers put in a claim for him. Chapman, can you, like, enlarge the font by just a little bit there on the sheet that you're sending over? It's like he's saving paper uh, just for the world. And I understand environmentally uh, friendliness, but i got to be able to read it. Stephanie, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. Stephanie, we'll get we'll get back to you in, uh, in a second. Call back uh, one more time. But uh, Patrick Brown, one of those really great, utility players uh that mm-hmm. that that hurts yeah it, it absolutely hurts and you know you you understand kind of the philadelphia flyers they've got some center depth issues uh with with kevin hayes being out not that patrick brown's going to jump in and, and be that guy but down your lineup he kind of can elevate everyone else forward for the philadelphia flyers and uh, it's a great opportunity for patrick brown because you know he's going to play if the fly the flyers wouldn't claim him off waivers to try to send him through waivers themselves so it's one of those situations where uh, it's tough to lose the player because you know what you get every single time you call him up and put him in the lineup uh, but it is a good opportunity for Patrick Brown to to get some more NHL games than perhaps he would have gotten here in Vegas uh, if everyone's healthy opening night is tomorrow, 702-876-1340. What are you looking forward to the most? Uh, comments on the VGK training camp and the exhibition schedule. We've connected with Stephanie. Uh, good to talk to you this afternoon. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, you know, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. And uh, glad, I was glad to see um, Shea Theodore was on the ice with the regular jersey. That, I think, is a really big part of our defense line. Um, and I'm per- like, I'm really upset to see that, um, Seattle is going to be possibly missing so many players from COVID because I mean, yeah, of course, if they're missing a bunch of players, it increases our chances to win, but it like almost feels like not quite going into a fair fight. Like you always want to see the best of another team. Mm-hmm. It, there's no, like, it doesn't feel as good being somebody when they're down or a team when they're missing a ton of players. So, I mean, I, that, that's putting a little bit of a damper on it for me. But, you know, there's really nothing we can do if you have to go in the protocol. Uh, great comment, Stephanie. Appreciate it. Uh, enjoy tomorrow night. Uh, we are fascinated to see how this thing is going to play out. And just a, a note before we get back to the phone lines, Ryan. Uh, I feel bad for those players on Seattle mm-hmm. who won't get an opportunity to play on opening night of the franchise yeah. like that is a cool moment that this pandemic is going to get in the way of. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And you know, when you, when you look at some of the players, uh, you know, Jonas Donskoy, Jared McCann, Jamie Alexiak, like those are, are three players that, that are, are very much um, going to be part of the core of, of this Seattle Kraken team. And, and 
it's it it's a hit to their depth, no doubt for sure. But um, yeah, it's it's a moment that's taken away, and it's a tough one because you you go through the entire expansion process, you go through training camp, you you learn about the city, you learn about all the different things. You're excited and looking forward to being a part of that first ever game for this franchise, and now it's not an opportunity they're going to get. It's a tough and bitter pill to swallow, that's for sure. Because even now, I find myself going back and going, okay, what did that opening night roster look like? Sure. Uh, Who played in that game? And uh, you kind of forget why certain players were out or or in, but in in five years' time with Seattle, you'd be, what? Why didn't Aaron Kroc play? Oh, that's that's why. Uh, Frank is on hold. Uh, Welcome to the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. So what are your thoughts? Frank, we'll just get you to turn down your radio a little bit and listen through the phone and uh, and chime in. That's better, yeah. My, uh, I can't hear too much on the phone, so I'm going to just go with it, and hopefully you guys can hear me. Gotcha. Turn my radio down. Um, I'm looking forward to a season, but i got to tell you, I'm, I'm looking forward mostly and interested to see what goaltender they're going to go after once Robin Leonard doesn't really do what he's going to say that a lot of people are saying to do. So, yeah, I'm not a big Robin Leonard fan, and I know he's probably going to hear all of this and like he's hearing all the tweets, but uh, I'm really interested to see how and who they're going to shop for once they go after another goaltender when they figure out that he's just not going to do it. Frank, Thank you. Uh- Frank, yes, uh, there's uh, line number three. Uh, I think Frank's using the reverse psychology uh, approach here. And what we what we heard from Robin Leonard last year and reading the tweets and getting fired up and going out there and, and, and playing a great game, uh, I, I think that's the, the tack that Frank is, is taking there. I, I guess, like, my only question to Frank would be, uh, what specific, like, what is it, right? Like, what is it about the style of play or, or the numbers over the last 11 years that lead you to believe that Robin Leonard isn't going to be what he's been over those 11 years, which is a really, really solid and very good goaltender. I, I just don't really understand it. I, I can't understand why there's, there's kind of that hypercritical nature to, uh, you really well, you're replacing a legend, Robin's... right? That, that, that's okay. what it comes down to. Sure, but it's not like Robin Leonard is an unproven no. goaltender in this league. We're talking about a guy that over nine, that over 11 years has been about a 920 goalie every single year. And that's been on good teams. It's been on bad teams. It's been on really strong defensive teams and terrible defensive teams. Like, the numbers bore, bear out that Robin Leonard is a very, very high-end goaltender in this league, and I just don't understand why he can't get his due credit there. You know what changes everything? Winning. Winning. Which he's done, which is all yeah. he's done yeah. as let's, a Vegas goaltender. Uh, let's see what uh, what happens, whether, and we encourage Frank to, to phone in every Monday and give us an update on, on where he's uh, floating in this whole uh, goaltending opinion sphere that uh, he appears to be floating around in. Uh, back to the phone line, 702-876-1340. Mitch, you're on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Well, I'm an anomaly. Um, I'm actually, I grew up in the Midwest, played hockey my entire life, and uh, live in Seattle. And uh, 
got into with Vegas Golden Knights season tickets from day one because we didn't have a team up here and there was no thought of a team at the time. And uh, now we have gold, we have Golden Knights and Seattle season tickets. So when you when I saw your uh, uh, tweet about how excited you are for tomorrow, very excited since we're uh, flying down tonight for the game tomorrow. And uh, I love both teams, and I love the fact that both of these cities are going to have professional hockey teams now, and they're supporting them, you know, to no end, which is just awesome to see for the sport. Mitch, what sweater are you going to wear? You know, I, we're actually we we decided we were going to wear our Seattle ones for tomorrow just because it's the first game. All right, but uh, but I'm going to be torn. I mean, I literally I love both teams. I, I and I love the the fan base in Vegas how much they've gotten into it. When you know, guy like our favorite guys were Nate Schmidt who's gone and Flurry's gone, and it's hard. I mean, it's, I love that people get worked up about that because they care so much about the team. Shay Theodore, you know, we're always going with the Knights because. He played his junior hockey here in Seattle, so we always have a, have a fondness for him, too. And Kolasar, Keegan Kolasar, also played for the Seattle Thunderbirds. So, you know, we've got ties to both uh, both cities. Season tickets to both sides, too. You're, you, you are, like, the envy of my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's been awesome. It's been, uh, it's been really good. You know, and we, there's... there's there's uh, we've got some friends down there that share our tickets with us down there when we're not available to go and and up here now you know there's plenty of transplant hockey fans and players just like in Vegas that are uh, all excited here to go to games so uh, it, it'll be a lot easier to go here since we live here of course but uh, but they, we'll always be Vegas fans too and I I we love going coming down there we love going to that stadium. What's on the back of your sweater? So if I find you, uh, see what's what's back there, I can give you a tap on the it, shoulder and, and say Absolutely. It. It's, uh, it, my last name is Bossy, B-O-S-S-E with a number nine. Nice. Well done. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, pal, uh, appreciate the call, and uh, make sure that you enjoy and soak up every last ounce of uh, tomorrow night and watching history. Absolutely. Thank you very much for taking my call. Appreciate it. There's a line open, 702-876-1340 on Fox Sports Las Vegas. It's the VGK Insider Show. Bruce, welcome to the program. Oh, okay. So then we'll go to Rita. Rita, good to chat with you today. What are you looking forward to this week? Well, hi, guys. I'm looking forward to hockey. I have a two-part question. The players that are on COVID protocol from Seattle, did they fly into Vegas? And is it possible that it's false positives and some of them will be able to play? Uh, I would think that if those test results came back uh, before the team departed, then no, they would not have uh, have flown in. If they are false positives, they would still be able to. And if you go through the proper protocol of so many uh, negative tests within 24 hours, then yeah, they would be able to play tomorrow night. But if if the positive tests occurred before the team departed, Rita, then they would be unavailable, uh, barring any type of uh, uh, development in that situation. Uh, oh, well, I was hoping. Like Stephanie, I want a fair fight, you know, and win it, and I don't like to see COVID getting started again this season. No, and it's uh, there's a few cases around the league, and it's it's a very stern reminder, Rita, that we can't, not that anybody's let their guard down, but you have to double down now on your precautions now that we're going into the regular season. Yeah, well, I hope everyone stays safe and ready to win tomorrow night. What's, uh, what's Thank the, you, guys. What's the one thing, Rita, before you go, 
what's your one thing uh, for the first uh, part of the season that you're most looking forward to? Well, it's more than what I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed we lost Patrick Brown. Yeah. But I'm looking for a really good season because I'm really damn tired of all the NHL professionals saying it's abs here. I guess they figure if they say it every damn year, eventually they'll be right. <laughs> you never fail to disappoint uh, your beauty. We love you. Uh, thanks, Rita. Appreciate it. There's Rita on uh, line four on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 702-876-1340. We are going to be joined by Pete DeBoer in uh, about just over one hour's time uh, on the VGK Insider Show. Talk about uh, what he does the night before uh, opening night in the National Hockey League. Back to the phone lines on line three. Here's Lou on the VGK Insider Show. Hi, Papa Lou. Hey, happy Monday, gentlemen. Happy Monday to you. Hey, uh, I'll tell you the one thing I'm looking forward to, and I, I just got to start listening, so I didn't hear if anybody else chimed in on this. I'm really looking for Pete DeBoer to have a normal season, a normal preseason, and a normal season to really be able to implement the things that he wants to do without COVID, with crowds in the building, without a shortened season, and really let this guy do what he does best and, and coach under normal circumstances. Uh, Ashley Vice said something to me today on nighttime at noon. She said it's uh, game one of 82, and it just struck me. That's that's the best. Like, normally it's a cliche, and we've all used it, and we all fall on it. And, and I thought, Ashley, that's the best thing that you said the entire show because it's somewhat normal, game one of, of 82, and it's going to be Pete's uh, first full year. Um, when you talk about uh, what Pete can do and what he can implement, uh, do you have any thoughts, uh, hopes, uh, suggestions? You know what, just I, just his system working, uh, you know, again, under normal circumstances. Um, you know, hopefully, obviously, you know, we all want the power play to be a little bit better, but in the past he's shown with other teams he can have a decent power play. Um, just being, like I said, just a normal team again. Let us see what's going to happen moving forward under normal circumstances. Papa Lou, you going to be there tomorrow night? Absolutely. Oh, as long boy. as Chris lets me win tickets today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just said we don't have tickets today, uh, unfortunately. But uh, however you partake in opening night, I hope you enjoy every second of it. We'll be there tomorrow night. We'll see you then. Good job, buddy. Uh, Papa Lou, uh, one of our favorites uh, on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. A line open there, 702-876-1340. A couple of minutes uh, left if you want to dial up, and we'll do our best to squeeze you onto the program. Seattle against Vegas. Five years. That's the Golden Knights uh, history as they start uh, season number five tomorrow night. And game number one for the Seattle Kraken, when you e- evaluate where the two are, do you think Seattle really feels pressure, or can they try and do this thing on their on their own outside of the shadow of the Vegas Golden Knights, Ryan? Yeah, I, th- I think they absolutely feel pressure. It's, you know, you have an opportunity in front of you to, to try to emulate what the Golden Knights did, and it's not going to be easy. It's an incredibly tall task because – the Golden Knights are the outlier, right? 
when you look at every other expansion team in the NHL, the Golden Knights did something so unprecedented that you just don't really look at it and say it's replicable. But the Seattle Kraken are going to have the best chance of trying to do that. And I think that there's a lot of pressure uh, within that organization to go out and, and challenge for a playoff spot. I, I think that the the goal should be the same for the Seattle Kraken as it is for all the other teams in the NHL. You want to go out there, you want to give yourself a chance to make the playoffs, and then from there, anything goes. So I think the fact that you know Seattle's got clear leadership, naming Mark Giordano captain today, um, the fact that they are, are kind of moving in that direction, I think that this is a team that wants to prove that lightning can strike twice and that they can build a winner right off the bat. So immediately going uh, down a different path than the Golden Knights did because yeah. no captain uh, until year four for the Vegas Golden Knights with Mark Stone uh, assuming the C for the first time in franchise history. And the and, and it's not like, like Vegas had options. They had former captains too, like Mark Giordano mm-hmm. uh, with the Calgary Flames, but different philosophy, different leadership, uh, different management, and, and already painting a, a different picture for themselves. Uh, Stone was on the ice today, uh, didn't play in that final preseason game against the San Jose Sharks, but uh, he was out there on a line with Chandler Stevenson and Max Pacioretty. Uh, had uh, an interesting conversation today with Rick Tockett, uh, just uh, for the Chirp Podcast, talking about uh, different things around the league. And I pointed out three teams, Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Vegas, where there's pressure to win and there's an expectation to win. So I asked uh, Rick, why can each of the three teams win and what's the one hurdle that they have to, to get over? And... I liked his answer because he said people point to Vegas without a traditional top line, front line star down the middle. Mm-hmm. And he said, I, he's not one of those guys that says they can't win with that. He, he thinks they can win with that. And um, you don't, it, it, it always becomes easy to, to point to that absence and say, that's why that's what will hold them back. But uh, there's a former coach uh, in the national hockey league who's coached both in Tampa and, and in, in Arizona, and assistant coach in Pittsburgh, won a couple of cups that, that thinks that, uh, that Vegas is just fine without uh, that traditional spot. Well, I, I think it's because of how good the Golden Knights are along the walls. When you've got Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty and, you know, Riley Smith and Jonathan Marcheseau, and, you know, you, you hope to get Alex Tuck back soon. Like, when you look at the collection of forward depth that the Golden Knights have and high-end skill, especially when you talk about Stone, uh, you do have those elite players. It's just they don't line up down the middle, so I think that they, uh, the the way that they're viewed around the league is a little bit different. Now, uh, I, I kind of tend to agree with, with, with Rick. I, I think that, you know, you look at the Golden Knights, this is a team that's been able to get to the Final Four the last two years. They went to the Stanley Cup Final year one. This is a team that has figured out how to win in the playoffs. It's just now putting it all together and having things break your way the right way when you get there the next time. So that's what the Golden Knights have to put forward on the ice. Every Monday, 4 o'clock, it's a date. We get to hang out with you, interact with you, chat with you about whatever's on your mind uh, surrounding the Vegas Golden Knights or in the National Hockey League. And uh, this has been a lot of fun as we inch up on opening night. So to Bruce and Gordon, Patricia and Mel, uh, sorry we didn't have time to get to your calls, but uh, 
we will next week. Uh, call a little bit earlier, and uh, we'll do our best to, to squeeze you in. Coming up next, it's one-timers. News and notes from around the National Hockey League, and there's some significant ones to tell you about as teams make their roster decisions prior to uh, the opening night for their first games and when all teams have to be cap compliant. And Pete DeBoer, head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, slated to join us in and around 5.30, uh, hour number two on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Brought to the near wing. Big shot, he scores! It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day. And it's a tie hockey game. On the VGK Insider Show. Toronto Maple Leafs uh, trying to win a round for the first time since 2004. Oh, that hurts. Uh, the season <laughs> will not start with Austin Matthews who will miss the first three games. He's not 100% after the wrist surgery. There's a real push and talk that he was going to be able to get back in. He'd been uh, practicing, but uh, it's not going to be the case. And when when you see he's not going to play the first three games, you realize it wasn't mm-hmm. even close. But uh, it's, yeah. it's better that they're taking their time with him. Uh, and because it really the first three games shouldn't matter for them. They should be able to make the playoffs in that division. And it all comes down to, like Tampa, like Vegas, like Colorado, it's what you do in the uh, in the postseason. Yeah, and when it comes to Austin Matthews, he could probably sit out the first 10 games of the season and still win uh, the Rocket. So um, take your time, be healthy, get into the regular season healthy, and from there... It doesn't really matter what you do in the regular season. The Toronto Maple Leafs, Austin Matthews individually, none of it matters unless they win around in the playoffs. Really, that's that's the story for the Toronto Maple Leafs this year. Is he your favorite to win the Rocket Richard? I think he's he's got to be kind of the, the front runner for me, yeah. You know what makes me think that he won't is there comes a point in the career where the goals don't matter as much. And we've witnessed it from, I mean, the all-time greatest in Wayne, uh, dial it back and became more of a a playmaker. And it became all about the championships. Uh, Steven Stamkos, like, scored 60, 52, and, and then dialed it back. And it became about winning championships. I wonder if this is the year that Austin Matthews, has less as a, of an emphasis. Not that he's say that he's sacrificing wins to, to score goals, but whether it turns this year and it becomes about the, the victories, the, the goals are much less of a priority. I, I'm having a hard time with a guy that scored 41 goals in 52 games last year, um, not dialing it in and getting it ready and, and trying to do something pretty awesome this year. And the way that Austin Matthews helps his team win hockey games is to score goals. That's that's literally what he does better than anything else. And when when you're playing in a league where goals are hard to come by, I say score 60. If you're Austin Matthews, your personal goal here should be to score 60 goals because that helps your team win more games. Alexander Ovechkin on the subject of scoring a bunch of goals and yeah. a championship. He's day-to-day with a lower body injury but could play in the Capitals' season opener against the New York Rangers on Wednesday. That's good. Uh, One, because it didn't look particularly good when he got hurt originally. And two, 
I have a hot take with us with uh, Alex Ovechkin, and he's got to score 48 goals. So let's mm, go. Yeah. We have our top five at five countdown that continues today. We are at number two for the uh, the hot take top five. Did you see this where the Los Angeles Kings are going to wear 90s throwback threads this season? I did. Yep. You want to describe them for us? No. uh, Well, they are the beautiful, iconic Chevy Los Angeles Kings logo, the ones that they debuted when Wayne Gretzky joined the team. They're beautiful jerseys. They're still not exactly where I'd like them to go, but... I do love the fact that you go back to the Chevy logo. It's a very metallic and bright and shiny silver on the crest and on the jerseys. Oh, and by the way, they're going to have shiny silver buckets. And they work. And they're fantastic. And they're fun. And it's going to be cool. And I'm excited. They're going with the shiny silver buckets, too? Yeah, they are. Like the Henderson Silver Knights? Yeah, exactly. Ah. Yeah. Some of the pictures that I've seen of the L.A. sweaters, the the pants look bluish. Is that just me? I think that's just you. All right. Uh, I like the white gloves. Uh, Oh, who else does that? Oh, the Golden Knights. Like, clearly this is the L.A. Kings going back to the 90s and ripping off the Vegas Golden Knights as much as possible. Isn't that amazing? I will will say this. I'm not a huge fan of, like, the, the... design on the sleeves i i just i think that it's a little it's a little too modern of a touch for me um but that looks I'm just metallic living, doesn't it yeah but i'm just Who else does it's that? not so much okay we get it it's the golden knights it's essentially a, in this LA is a King's big form. just vegas is a big trendsetter and they're just falling clearly oh wow yeah, yeah. Hmm. well i mean in fairness to the la kings they did have the silver buckets for um their stadium series game right in Colorado. So good point. Uh, Jake Gensel's out. He's in COVID protocol. Uh, we won't play in the uh, opener uh, along with Sidney Crosby. Who's uh, just uh, still recovering from the procedure. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you know how I feel about the penguins this year. Um, it's a, it's a tough one for Jake Gensel. That's for sure. Um, hopefully he gets back to full health and he's able to go soon. I know Sidney Crosby has been practicing, so hopefully that's uh, going to just be a couple of games that he misses, maybe a week or two at the most. And, you know, the Penguins, when Jeff Carter is your top-line center, you really could use a healthy Sidney Crosby sooner than later. Ryan Reeves could be back for the season opener. Didn't see that coming when he went down uh, last week. But they're saying he's, there's, there's a chance that Ryan Reeves could play on Wednesday. Uh, against the Washington Capitals. That's great news for Ryan Reeves, uh, first and foremost. And, you know, again, that, that whole play, it's an unfortunate one with P.K. Subban. Reeves looked like it was it was going to be something a little bit longer term. But the fact that, you know, it, it's not as bad as initially thought is a good thing for the player and I think a good thing for the team because you go out, you you try to get a little bit beefier and, and a little bit harder to play against. Ryan Reeves not being in your lineup opening night would certainly kind of put a damper on that. So it's good to see that he he's tracking to play in that home opener or in that opener for the Rangers. And Patrick Brown, who with everything going on around the Golden Knights with uh, some injuries, was probably had a pretty good chance of playing tomorrow night in the opener against the Seattle Kraken. Uh, if you missed that, 
Uh, Patrick Brown has been claimed off the waiver wire by the Philadelphia Flyers. So he joins that organization and uh, almost almost works out to be a swap, right? Nolan Patrick, Patrick Brown, and Patrick for Patrick. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe a bit of a stretch there. Uh, as for reaching. as yeah. for the Detroit Red Wings, Bobby Ryan, who was such an incredible story early last season with the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, he was released from his PTO, professional tryout offer, with the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, the 34-year-old had a pretty good camp, scoring a couple of goals, adding uh, four points overall, including one beautiful goal on the weekend uh, where he just tucked it home nicely on a one-on-one situation. Uh, but uh, the Detroit Red Wings made the difficult decision uh, in wishing Bobby well. That's not the difficult decision, but uh, the difficult decision to let him go. Yeah, it's a tough one, uh, it, mainly because, um, you know, with, with Bobby Ryan, I just kind of figured he would be the guy, and uh, he'd, he'd find a way on that roster. Now, um, I still think there's an opportunity for him to play somewhere. I don't know where, uh, but you get a team that – you know, has some injuries and they're looking for depth down the lineup. Bobby Ryan, he's available. Give him a call. I mentioned my chat with uh, Real Rocket today, uh, Rick Tockett. And uh, among other things, we talked about TNT and, and uh, working with Wayne Gretzky. And we covered a lot of areas. But uh, we also touched on Phil Kessel, who he's coached both in Pittsburgh and was the head coach of Phil Kessel with the Arizona Coyotes. And, uh, and well, Quite honestly, Rick said uh, we all know that uh, that uh, Phil is going to to move on. He was he was very. Uh, I mean, I, I mentioned that there's a good possibility that he played the last game for the Arizona Coyotes as he recovers from that mm-hmm. uh, that foot injury. Rick Tockett uh, sort of put an exclamation point on it that that Phil Kessel is going to be playing somewhere else very soon. Well, look at you. Well, I'm You've just got. Uh... You've got the idea, you've got the hunch, and you've got a guy that, that I think knows that situation pretty well. So, uh, Darren Millard, you're amazing. Where do you think I keep going around in circles on Phil Kessel? <laughs> and I keep going back to, I, I don't think he's going to Pittsburgh. Mike, Mike Sullivan's not doing that. As, as great uh, of a story as it would be, uh, cap, Boston. cap everything... But Boston or L.A. is, is where I keep going. Uh, Tampa Bay made some news today. They get set to raise the, uh, the Stanley Cup banner tomorrow night for the second straight season. But trying to win three straight Stanley Cups, the last team to do that, the New York Islanders in the early 80s. Edmonton never did it. They, they sort of spread there two and we didn't win a year two and and uh traded Gretzky they they spread their cups around uh so the incredible part uh of what Tampa Bay is going to do is uh, make history that hasn't been accomplished in uh, almost uh 40 years and they will do it with uh, John Cooper as the head coach as Coop gets a three-year contract extension. He's already the longest-serving head coach, active head coach right now, and he gets uh, a contract that's going to take him past a decade uh, with the team. Yeah, I'll tell you this. If if John Cooper wanted a 10-year contract extension, I'd go there because he's just that good. So congratulations to John Cooper. Um, and 
he's he's gonna be the coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning for at least the next three years, I would I would wager to bet it, it, it's going to be a little bit longer than that, too. John told NHL.com that, uh, to be honest, the organization uh, negotiations uh, never really became an issue. It initially started right after the Stanley Cup, but they didn't want to announce everything, and he didn't want to announce anything until uh, like his coaching staff was finalized. And to quote John Cooper, everybody was taken care of. That's pretty cool. That, that he waits to yeah. make sure everybody... And we heard the same sort of sentiment out of Rod Brindamore last year and uh, maybe why it took longer than we thought for his contract to be announced. And it sounded like it was done and they were just waiting for everything else to fall into place. Who among the three of us, between Chapman, Millard, and Wallace, would say, to hell with them, I'm signing the deal, let them negotiate on their own, and who would say... You know, I'm going to make sure that my guys are taken care of. Well, I know who's going to be the guy to sign the contract and be like the hell with Ryan and Chris. It's you. Come on. It's Mollard. Me? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You're you're yeah. that guy. Of course. I, I'd love it's to argue unanimous. with you. I'd love to argue with you. But, yeah, it's unanimous. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm signing on the dotted line and, and leaking it to the media uh, while, while you guys yeah. go, go, go through. Yeah, yeah. no, we're aware of that. I, I, I think it's probably a toss-up between Chapman and I. <laughs> um, we probably, actually, to be honest, Chapman and I probably both would make sure that everyone else is taken care of. Oh, that's so, a cop out. No, 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 no. I don't no, think it so. Isn't. Yeah. It isn't. I, I care about it's not people. A, not Darren. a cop out at all. I care about my people. Like you know, the, the, the like guys I can tell, who are, I can are tell in my you, circle. I can tell you flat out. I'd make sure everyone was taken care of. But, I, and I believe him when he says that. Okay. Well, I'll see you guys uh, over at this big fancy restaurant because I'll be there early. Yeah. (laughs) Your your, your treat, right? uh, I'll I'll leave your names at the door. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Those are uh, one-timers. Might fit uh, a little bit in uh, later on, but uh, those are your one-timers for this Monday, October, on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Got a lot going on around the National Hockey League. This is the best time. Like, you look at the National Football League right now, Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman, uh, VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Pete DeBoer coming up in just a little bit. The head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights getting set to open up season number five tomorrow night against the Seattle Kraken, who will play their first game ever. So so here we are, the night before Seattle plays its first game ever, Vegas with championship hopes, Tampa's raising its second straight Stanley Cup banner uh, out to make history. Uh, Pittsburgh is the opposition there, and then the rest of the, the league filters in after. You've got all this happening this week, and anticipation like even Detroit they're going to be better uh Ottawa can they make huge strides Los Angeles is is my pick for the surprise team and in like three weeks there's going to be teams desperate they're off to terrible starts like it does it truly doesn't get any better I'm looking at at what's going on in Jacksonville right now in the in the National Football League and the Lions uh it, and they're at least they played some close games. 
it's, it doesn't take long for the world just to start crushing in with pressure on you. Yeah, you're right. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Pittsburgh Penguins do with that. Don't bet against them. Do okay, not uh, do that. I'm 100% doing that. Do you guys follow preseason, preseason stats? Uh, normally I don't, but no. I thought I would uh, dig into them a little bit. Toronto Maple Leafs, 5-1 and one in the preseason. The yeah, New them. Jersey Devils, 4-1 and one in the preseason. They did get smoked by the Rangers in one of those games. Okay. But <laughs> like, is, it, is it real or a facade? No, it's a facade. How They're- about the Arizona Coyotes? Five and one in the preseason. Real or facade? Facade. I mean, it's a facade. Come on. Edmonton Oilers, six, one and one. They played eight preseason games. Oh, boy. I think they're for real. That's too many. I, I think I think they're a good team. Carolina Hurricanes, one, two, and one. Do you hear that Carolina Hurricanes violated NHL rules by only playing four preseason games? Yeah, what, what, what's the yep. story with that? Well, you're supposed to play six. Well, how do how do they get out of playing the two? <laughs> well, nobody tracks it. Like the NHL, didn't. the NHL doesn't do the schedule for the preseason. It's yeah. like like minor bantam where you book your own your own games. <laughs> Teams well, they just, just didn't, and so they That's just didn't great. play them. Yeah, I, which I'm all for. Yeah, but, but here's the thing: the the under the radar innuendo is that it was the Montreal Canadiens who sold them out. <laughs> for twenty dollars, uh, that's fantastic. So is that is that that's that's real? That's is it. that a cool move or is that a jerk move? Well, no, it's fantastic. Yeah. I think it's a cool it's, move. Yeah, the pettiness. Keep, yeah. keep the pettiness going. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, and but I I take the other tact on on Carolina being in any type of violation of of playing too few games. I think the rest of the league should copy it. <laughs> I yeah. agree. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, here here's here's another one. The Vegas Golden Knights, three and four. Facade or real? Total facade. Yeah. They're just going to flip that switch. Uh, I'm, I'm calling it right now. Vancouver Canucks, three, or sorry, two and five. Real facade. or facade? Facade. You think they're better than two and five? Yes. yes. I think that's what they are. They had a couple guys out too, right? Pedersen and, and and Hughes were were missed missed most of their camp, right? So, well, some I, of it, I'm maybe saying, not most I'm of it. But I some don't, of it. I I I don't buy into anything when it, with the preseason. I really don't like. It's so hard. And okay, you're so, right, Chris. Like they had some guys that were out, but I just look at Vancouver and I feel like some things have to go right early in the season for them to be a team that is pushing the pace. Last one on this. Real or facade? And Edmonton Oilers led the preseason in goals scored. <laughs> Shocking. I I wonder. That that's probably real. Yeah, it was Brandon Perlini. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's <laughs> even better. That, you know what? They they will have a player win the preseason scoring title and the regular season yeah. scoring uh, title. <laughs> uh, just uh, just know. thought I'd uh, throw that at you. Uh, Matt Zuccarello uh, led the preseason in assists. From the Minnesota Wild and points with nine, real or facade, an Edmonton Oiler. Real. Connor McDavid. Yeah. Nine points in in four games. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. And and you know what? And he's just playing around. Does that guy ever yeah, turn I mean, the I switch think he'll off? Be okay. 
Like, uh, I don't think the switch is ever in the off position no, with Connor uh, McDavid. I don't think so either. <laughs> uh, ours is going to be, but just for a couple of minutes, we're going to come back. Hour number two of the VGK Insider Show on uh, this Monday. We will give you our top five hot takes. Uh, today, we check in at number two. And then at uh, 5.30, uh, halfway through hour number two of the VGK Insider Show, the head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, Pete DeBoer, will stop by. It, it's the only show where Pete DeBoer comes on the day before the start of the regular season. That's why you listen to this program. It's the hockey show that you deserve to have in the Las Vegas Valley. Fox Sports Las Vegas, the BGK Insider Show.